You ever see that movie Doctor Strange? Ah, it's very good. You know Love how he that. has that cape that helps him out? Yeah, the, the magical cape that has sentience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this magical cape, and every time he's in trouble, uh, this magical cape comes and helps him out, because he's a good dude, and the cape likes what he's doing. That's awesome. Yeah, you can kind of do that for this show. What? You could be our magical cape? You could be our magical cape and help us keep the show going and help us grow the show. To find out how, go to patreon.com slash wehaveconcerns. Be our magical cape! He was wise. Mark Twain. Our greatest chef. Our greatest, <laughs> our greatest living chef. Look it up. Read a book. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. You know I love the ocean. You do. You love the ocean. You just hate everything that lives in it. Yeah, I have a love fear of the ocean. I love the ocean in the way that people love scary movies and haunted houses. Right. I love the ocean. The ocean is vast and mysterious and full of terror. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. That's amazing to me. One of the things that I love the most about the ocean is just the actual, we think of the ocean as ocean, biome, <laughs> single thing. Right, yeah, but it's not. It's not. There are a lot of different environmental variables within the ocean. It's like saying land is a biome. Yeah, land. You know, <laughs> you know we live on land. Yeah. I survive on land. I thrive on land. Right. Cool. And then you get dropped in a desert, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of animals in the ocean that have adapted to these really insane conditions. Right. Uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, animals that live under the ocean in really deep pressure. Many times are gravity yeah. of pressure. So like really deep, deep ocean creatures that, you know, the farther down, the bigger the pressure. Yeah. And these animals, these creatures, they're not animals. These creatures survive down there. <laughs> they're, not, they're not animals, they're vegetables? Well, I guess they are animals. They're minerals? Is that the fish in the- Fish is bread? <laughs> is, is- Fish is bread. F fish in the animal kingdom? I guess it is. A yeah. king kingdom is a, a kingdom. It's the yeah, highest yeah, yeah. level up of the yes. genus. So a fish, a fish is definitely animal. Fish is not mammal. Right. Fish That's is what animal. I meant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have this story that was sent in to us by Jared Dane Wilkin. Thanks, Jared. I always think it's interesting when people include their middle names. I think it's cool. I think it's I think it's cool. There's something about it that comes off kind of kind of like ballsy and cowboy heroic. Yeah. Or serial killer. Or or like old money. Yeah. It's there's something going on. You know what, what I about, mean? Because he's not just because he's not just Jared Wilkin. He's Jared Dane Wilkin. And right. I like that. Jared Dane Wilkin. He comes in, he sits down, he puts a dollar on the bar. Bartender goes, Who the hell are you? He goes, I'm Jared Dane Wilkin. Now give me that whole bottle of whiskey. Because Jared it's Wilkin the 1800s. was just in here. Yeah. Uh what about the guys that or gals that use the first initial of the first name and then the middle name and last name? C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Run. C. Thomas. That's the joke that you're opening yourself up to, I think. Yeah, I think so. But only with the C. Uh, I have a friend. What's your middle name? My middle name is Ains. Ains. I know. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Ew, lovey. My dad actually. Ew. Quite the opposite. My dad actually got it from a hard hat when he was Jay Ains Kanata. Jay Ains. See, that doesn't, doesn't work because the J and the A. Doesn't work. Anyway, that's what our story is this week. But my kid could be J. Michael Kanata. I like that. He's Jack Michael. He could be J. Michael Kanata. Anyway, what's our story? <laughs> our story was sent in by Jared Dane Wilkins. Oh, I got 20 minutes on him. And it is about, I know you do. <laughs> uh, and this is about a robot fish that shows us 
how the deepest vertebrate in the sea handles the immense pressure of living as deep as it can. Wait, we had to build a robot fish to figure it out? Well, a robot fish definitely helped. Okay. Uh, I think we figured it out, and by figuring it out, we were able to build a successful robot. You know what I mean? Right. It was that sort of trial and error thing. So, it's like the old, the old uh, question, what came first? The, the figuring out the or fish the, or the robot, robot. version. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, so here's what's up. It's called a snailfish. The snailfish lives eight kilometers down in the ocean. Eight kilometers, of course, is 734 miles. It's a lot of miles. It's crazy. Yeah, we don't do the metric system here. No, I don't reason. understand it. Yeah. Um, and they, they were looking at it and they were like, well, how much pressure is this exactly? And they say it's like an elephant standing on your thumb, which we can all picture. <laughs> yeah. Don't let an elephant stand on your thumb. What, did, what caused that to happen? I don't know. I, I, think, I love that they were thinking of how do we explain this to somebody? Right. In, in a, a way, way that where, everybody gets. Yeah. Like, oh, obviously, it's like an elephant standing on your thumb. Yeah. Why your thumb? They didn't say your elephant standing on your finger. They didn't no. say your elephant standing Fingers on your foot. Fingers different than thumb. It, it feels Foot's like different than thumb. Feels like an elephant standing on your foot would be much more likely than why did you put your hand down there and why why did you stick your thumb because out? Because it's not because here's the thing, Jeff. They, these are scientists, oh. and they're not going to tell Precision. you that it's like an elephant standing on your foot because it's not. Right. It's like an elephant standing on your thumb. All right. Well, I guess. And I think we all understand that. I guess I'm the weird one. I guess you are the one that doesn't understand how to explain things to people. I guess so. Um, how would you think the snailfish or any creature that lives that deep underwater has uh, evolved to handle the pressure? Well, do they have to be dense? Is there a density that they need in order to s survive the pressure? Density is something that I thought of. Uh, I thought of maybe perhaps some sort of an exoskeleton. Oh, yeah. Like they uh, evolved to build themselves an exoskeleton that they can get into yeah. and move around. And, yeah, like and it's a bunch of fish that work together to build a power loader. Yeah. And then maybe the there's like aliens. a flamethrower on it. Yeah. For under the water. That's what it is. It's, a, it's five fish that form together into one giant robot fish. That's how evolution works. And that's, that's look it up. Read a book. It's yeah. Charles Darwin. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the snailfish gets its nickname from the way uh, they can grip rocks with little suction cups on their belly and curl up, even really? though they look like regular fish. I was going to say, I would assume a snailfish would get its name because it has a shell. No. Jeff, probably couldn't you're have a wrong. Show. Guess not. You're wrong, Jeff. Weird name. These scientists with the namings and the. Well, it's because once they curl analogies. up, once they use that, uh, number one, they can use this, the sucker on their body, which is kind of snail-like, which yeah. they can slip, but they also kind of curl up a little bit okay. when they do it. They look so like it looks a, a little, looks a little snail-like. Uh, so the, not, not exoskeleton, not density. What is, what is the way that these snails fish? survive at such deep high pressure areas filled with goo filled with goo fish is filled with goo filled with goo did not see that coming no no what one does did. the goo do exactly so here's what's up uh you would think they like snailfish when you're looking at this there are some animals that there are that live deep under the ocean that have the things that we were talking about you're they're saying very, they're, they're under, very they're very dense they're under the sea is that why now? Because <laughs> you said they live. Why now? Down We've been talking about undersea creatures floor. the whole time. Why now? Because you were saying you. Right. You, you why now? A, when I'm about to get into something. You said a line that was very similar to that song. <sighs> Under the sea. 
anyway, but, but yes, it is like they're under the sea. Okay, good. Are they? They. It is. It is. It is better. Down where it's wetter. Okay, good. Under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, there are a lot of uh, creatures that live under the sea <laughs> <laughs> that have the things that we were talking about. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. they have sort of uh, heavily armored exoskeletons or they are very dense. Okay. Um, but not but, this one. But not this one. They, they looked at the snailfish particularly because looks like a tiny soft floopy fish looks like a right. any kind of it looks almost like a guppy they didn't expect it to be able to live at this depth yeah they're like why what is you're out of this? your depth fish you're is what they said turn in your badge and your fins <laughs> uh, keep your fins you're gonna need them give me the badge you can keep the fins because we all need our fins sarge i was just doing my job being down here under the sea <laughs> i don't want to hear it we all think it's better down where it's wetter. <laughs> Take it from me! <laughs> Listen. I know what it's like. What do they got up there? A lot of sand? Yeah. Why? Why, I, why are we I doing lost this? I the thread. <laughs> uh, these, uh, the snailfish doesn't look very robust. It doesn't look very armored. As a matter of fact, you can see the brain of a snailfish through its skull. Oh wow! It's like translucent. That's cool. It's a little, it's a little softy, floopy goop fish. <laughs> that's a, that's what they should have called that's, it. That's well, that's the Latin name. <laughs> but I don't want to. I mean, we have a lot of laymen listening to this, yeah, so no, I didn't want to. You don't want to use the technical the, terms. No, God, no. Can you see what it's thinking? Yeah. Oh, good. Exactly. That's if you can see something's brain, you know what it's thinking. That's great. That's why I don't go through the. Uh, that's why I don't go through that X-ray thing at the airport. Yeah, you don't want them to know your thoughts. No, because they understand that I'm that I'm a trouble. Nah, that would be bad. Yeah. Um, so it's goo. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, it's goo. <laughs> <laughs> How does the goo work? Anthony? So here's what's up. Um, the goo itself go into like, so uh, So here's what's up. They don't have dense, dense muscles. They don't have dense bones, which give the snailfish buoyancy and energy. Okay. Mm. Uh, but they also lack air pockets ah, that give the like a, a little bit of lift to some fishes like yeah. some some fish have little air pockets inside of them that give them extra buoyancy um but that gets squashed down to nothing if it's under that much pressure sure. those fish are usually higher up right um the snailfish have this goo inside where like normally there would be air pockets it's more buoyant than muscles and bones but it's less compressible than air right. it's almost like a uh it's like a gel insert for your shoe. Oh, it's Dr. Scholl's. They're gelling. Yeah. So this gel They're can gelling. be compressed, but it doesn't get compressed as much as air, and it protects the rest of the stuff that's inside the fish. Isn't this exactly what happens, spoilers, at the end of the abyss? Don't they like put gel in their lungs so their lungs so that he can go down deeper? Oh, so yeah, they they breathe a liquid oxygen in the abyss. Yeah, because it, it won't um, compress like air would. Yeah, it compresses less and it's more oxygen rich once like your body gets used to breathing it. Yeah, uh, give it a shot if you can. Breathe water. Let's do that. It's great. Um, so they made a robot that had the the gel insert. They got a Doctor Scholl's robot. Yeah, that's basically what they did. Um, they 3D printed and motorized a robo snailfish. Wow. Which is easier than catching a real snailfish. That's the craziest oh, thing I'm, about this. 
it's so deep underwater under such high pressure and they're so rare and so small, it would cost a lot of money and be a lot of trouble to capture and transport this snailfish without damaging it. Right. So they said, nah, we make a fish. We'll make a fish. Robot goo fish. You're saying that the scientists couldn't handle the pressure of getting a real fish, so they just made one. Yeah, turn in your badge and your fins. You can't handle the pressure you can't of handle. being a fish scientist. Oh, uh, what did so what did making the fish get them? Now we have robot snailfish. What does that do? Yeah, so what what they basically did was they they printed and motorized this fish and then they put a latex sleeve around the robot tail and then they could add or subtract water as sort of an approximation of the gelatinous tissue of the fish. And what they were able to do is kind of see how the fish works, but then also see how we could use gel or gelatinous goop like this in our own machinery hmm. to make it more resistant to high pressure hmm. and high impact. Interesting. Yeah. We get fish goo armor. Fish so goo you're, armor. You're saying that the, the fish that was previously under the sea, mm -hmm. it wants to be where the people are. Yeah, it wants to see wants to see them dancing. Okay, I'll buy that. That's actually not what we're saying at all. No, you get that right. Yeah, I do. Uh, the, <laughs> the I just don't understand. I guess any high pressure situation where you wanted to use a robot, mm -hmm. I feel like in this situation is very specific to very deep sea stuff, which I guess we would want to send down. Yeah. Well, the other thing that we can send down, uh, we can send down submersibles deeper in this way and protect them in a much easier right. way than, than densely packing armor or something like that on. But the other thing that we can do that we learned is that putting this sort of uh, gelatinous tissue into an undersea autonomous robot allows it to swim faster and more efficiently. Huh? So, by putting because it like, doesn't have to fight its own buoyancy. By putting a tapered tail of this gelatinous goo onto a robot, it actually gives it a little more buoyancy. It gives it resistance to pressure, and it gives it some some mass hmm. that gives it the ability to swim faster. Wow! Yeah, That's goo. Cool. The secret to everything under the sea is goo. You knew I knew fish were gooey. I just didn't know the goo was so useful. That's well. Turns out it was the goo all along. It was the goo. The goo was inside the them all along. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm into this idea. I I want I want more goo robots. Me too. I love the idea of a gooey robot. I love the idea of a gooey ro robot the same way I, I enjoy the idea of like electronics that are made of fabric. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like uh like the Google speakers that just look like they're covered in like carpet or yeah. whatever. There's something more humanizing about uh an undersea predator robot coming to kill me, but is gooey. It's just soft and gooey and a little floppy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hardened and exoskeletony. Because I do believe that some sort of undersea creature or robot will be my demise. Yeah. It's nice to think of it as being like a little gooey and and not so cold and terrible. Yeah. I guess. Anyway. I don't know if we learned a lot. I mean, we learned something. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, do you have any ambition to do any kind of deep sea diving? Like, is that, is that something that sparks your imagination and makes you want to do? When you saw the abyss, did you go, oh man, that looks cool? Oh, for sure. Really? Because uh, that looks fucking terrifying to me. The thing that I really wanted to do was uh, after, or right around the same time or after he made the abyss, James Cameron did Aliens of the Deep, which was right. his IMAX movie where he actually built 
like a submarine to go yeah. deep, deep down enough where you could see like extremophiles in the ocean. Goo as far as you could see. Oh, in it was thing. all goo and IMAX and like, yeah. whoo. 3D goo. Ah, it's, it seems like it's coming from all around you. <laughs> filling every orifice. Yeah. Um, I saw that and I immediately was like, I want to go. Really? In a submarine. See that, all of that stuff terrifies me. The bends terrifies me. Uh, all of that shit. It just, it, there's, I don't have any, I am definitely a person that fantasizes about going into space, yeah. which is equally as lethal as we've established many times on the show. But for yeah, some reason, just wet space. for some reason, the sea does not have the same pull. Like I don't, I do not, I'm not mesmerized by what might be down there. As much as these creatures are fantastical and amazing, I don't care to look at them See, with my own eyes. I think I, I, I want to explore both. But to me, like space is awesome because of the idea of space. But I think once we get up into space, like, well, we're going to Mars. It'll be 30 years of twiddling our thumbs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas the ocean is so densely packed with every kind of life. That's true. And, and all different kinds of terrain and all of these like, I mean, it's equally alien stuff to anything. For to, sure. And it's more guaranteed. Like, yeah. we know it's down there. Yeah, Whereas with space, life. we don't know what there is. At. We don't know yeah. if there's any life. We know there's some crazy shit down there. I would love to go see it. I would love to. Huh. Cover me in goo. Get you gooed and, up. And drop me down into a trench. Yeah. All right. We're going to goo Anthony. A name, a porn. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to go uh, deep sea? Would you like to explore that? We would like to know. Yeah. Tell us. Are you Twitter. willing to goo it up and go down deep, get, deep, deep under the sea? Would you get covered in goo or trust a gooey robot to lead you under the sea? Would you maybe, I don't know, bring a series of percussion instruments and lead a song down there? Uh, if so, or if not, we want to hear from you either way. On Twitter, I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And you can hashtag those um, fish police. Unfortunately, no one's really using it what? since like the early to mid 90s. Yeah, it's a bummer. Oh, well, maybe we'll bring it back. We'll bring back fish police. Actually, just tweet at us whatever you want, but hashtag it, bring back fish police. 